I welcome you to this day's worship service, and we are continuing on with our theme of Back to Square One. As it is September and we have this new school year upon us, we have been taking a, a fresh look or considering the new start that we have all been having with the new school year. And today's theme is Back to Square One, because there is nowhere else to go. And today's worship service is going to be a very special and a very different looking worship service because today is the day that we are going to highlight the mission retreat that our high schoolers took back in June. Of course, all of you within our Rosedale community know that it was quite a struggle for the high school to be able to put together their mission trip this year in light of the pandemic. And they were able to put together a trip back in June where they were able to enjoy fellowship with one another, yet they also had a couple of different service projects that they did throughout the week. So we think that it is still important that they share that experience with you as a community, and that is exactly what we are going to do today with this worship service. The service is going to definitely look very different, like I already mentioned. I've got a few of my students that came in and are going and have shared their reflections for you on the week and we did it kind of an interview style and that's going to be like our sermon for the day because I felt it was really important that you hear what it was like for them not only as they prepared for this mission retreat this past summer but also what it's been like for them as high schoolers to uh, experience this pandemic and and what it's been like for them and their different struggles and their different learnings that have come out of these past few months. So in the course of their interview, you're going to notice something kind of funny. So I had three students come in and they each had different microphone packs. And those microphone packs are the mics that are used by myself, by Pastor Kelly, and by Dr. Bob. And those mic packs were labeled. So they decided that they were going to call one another by the name that was on their mic pack. So if you are wondering why they are calling each other Dr. Kate, Bob, and Kelly, that is why. We also have quite a variety of music selections that you will be worshiping to during this service, and those songs were songs that we used during our time together on our mission retreat. So it is our hope and prayer that you enjoy this Sunday's worship service, and we are so glad that you have gathered to be with us this day and to hear the stories of these students. So now, all my boys and girls out there, this is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. When the days are uncertain, Jesus says, I will run to you. When life is full of disappointments, Jesus says, I will run to you. When the hope for tomorrow is hard to find, Jesus says, I will run to you. When you find joy and want to share it with someone, Jesus says, I will run to you. Let us worship the God who is always running toward us. Let us worship the God who is always running to draw us near. Ah. Uh. 
now a reading from the Bible. I'm going to take us to the New Testament, the second half of the Bible, and I'm going to take us to the fourth book in the New Testament called the Gospel of John. And John was a disciple of Jesus, and he has some words that we're to hear from Jesus today. Jesus said, I've loved you the way my father has loved me. Make yourselves at home in my love. If you keep my commands, you'll remain intimately at home in my love. And that's what I've done. Kept my father's commands and made myself at home in his love. I've told you these things for a purpose, that my joy might be your joy and your joy wholly mature. This is my command. Love one another the way I loved you. This is the very best way to love. Put your life on the line for your friends. You are my friends when you do the things I command you. I'm no longer calling you servants because servants don't understand what their master is thinking and planning. No, I've named you friends because I've let you in on everything I've heard from the Father. You didn't choose me, remember? I chose you, and I put you in the world to bear fruit, fruit that won't spoil. And as fruit bearers, whatever you ask the Father in relation to me, he gives you. But remember the root command, love one another. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The last, like, big event I remember was the lock-in. After the lock-in, I kind of didn't go to much Sunday school because I think I got busy with 
um, I got a job, so I was working a lot, and I would work Saturdays, so then I'd be tired to not get up, but I'm, like, thankful that was my last memory, because that was a night I had a lot of fun with. I remember, <laughs> like, me and Evelyn were, like, running around and, like, making videos and putting them in fast speed, and, like, eating cookie dough down in the fellowship hall. Just, like, we were sitting there eating cookie dough and drinking Arnold Palmer, and, like, with the lights off, <laughs> so I feel like that's a good last memory for me to have because it was like with some of my best friends like everyone that was there at least and then something that's memorable all right it's to me it's bob's turn <laughs> um like megan i'd probably say um the lock-in was a big one and um yeah that's just a lot of stuff happened there was a ping pong tournament i lost by one point i almost <sighs> disappointed Brayden, I'm coming after you. <laughs> um, yeah, that and uh, teaching my own Sunday school class was pretty cool. I thought it was pretty. I thought it was fun. A lot of people came to that. It's pretty sweet. I was not at the lock-in because I was moving my sister to Florida. But I remember um, the mug lesson with Kelly when she came in and she taught us about filling each other's stress mugs and taking on other people's stress so that was like a memorable lesson that was the very last yeah youth thing that I, I remember we came in here after mission trip and we were moving stuff in it like all of our stuff was still up and it was like time just like stopped it was weird so how has this covid experience been for each of you The whole COVID experience hasn't been all that bad for me because there wasn't much that I lost. Like, I know that there are people that lost so much more. Like, seniors lost graduation. Like, they're never going to get to have that back. So, personally, I was looking at it from, like, a different perspective and trying to grieve with them rather than think of the bad things that are going to happen to me. It could have been worse, but it could have been better. So, I'm kind of, like, neutral with it. Um, well, for me, I was, like Megan was uh, grieving with the seniors about um, what's going to happen with them. But at the same time, I was also kind of like periodically thinking about what would happen to us juniors going into senior year. Um, and yeah, that's about it. COVID was hard, but also like there was some good and bad things about it. I lost a lot, but so do the seniors and a lot of people lost a bunch of things but we had a lot of time with our families and I was able to appreciate some of the moments that I usually take for granted so that was kind of nice to kind of have my eyes open to that and now I take each moment like I don't know how to put it but I appreciate each moment more because I had that time to reflect on that so I definitely agree with like cherishing memories more but it also kind of taught me to take everything with a grain of salt to know that not everything is always going to be how you think it will and things can literally change overnight and time can basically stop and your whole world just turn upside down great anecdote kelly <laughs> thank you very bob. good kelly <laughs> thank you <laughs> i'm bob Initially, I thought things would be okay. Like, when it first happened, I remember in, like, February, I was in a statist statistics class, and my teacher was showing me, like, the numbers, and he was like, oh, like, it's not going to be that big of a deal. Like, it's never going to come over here, and it's not going to get bad. Yeah. It, he was He was very wrong, and so now I'm looking at that, and I should have, like, I should have known, and then I was thinking about it, and like mission trip and I was like oh well, things will be fine by then like we'll be totally fine to go and I remember talking about it with I think it was Amanda and I was like oh no like it'll be fine like things will be better by then and then like a few days later you like texted I think it was group me or some email and you were like it's not happening and I was like well <laughs> I was also very wrong and I was I was upset but I feel like the outcome was the best possible thing that like could have happened from what happened um i mean thinking about 
mission trip, well, it was kind of more in the back of my mind because there's a lot more stuff going on, like school and babysitting and all that stuff. But um, every time it did cross my mind, I uh, I was thinking, like Megan said in the beginning, oh, it's probably going to happen. It'll probably blow over by then. And um, I was wrong. I will admit that. But, um, yeah, I was kind of disappointed when I got the first thing about how we weren't going to do it. And, you know, we went from plan A to B to C to D and so on and so forth. And then, you know, but I feel like Megan said, I feel like this one, like this was the best possible outcome. And I was really uh, happy about even going to a mission trip because a lot of people didn't get to go to one. So I also remember talking with some people saying like because we were supposed to go on a trip in april and i remember being scared to go on the plane and i all these people were telling me oh it'll be fine it'll be fine it's it's barely here you'll be fine it, it'll, be, it'll be blown over by then and they were very wrong um and i remember like talking with i had the same statistics teacher as megan or kelly <laughs> and um <laughs> i remember like us all talking about it in the class discussion and we were wondering like if school was going to be canceled and what else was going to be canceled and people were talking about like their spring sports and I was talking about the spring musical being canceled because we were a week away from opening night and um, the mission trip was also on my mind. Um, uh, back in March, I figured it would have been blown over by then. So I wasn't like too worried about it, but then come like April and May when Kate said it wasn't happening, it was very disappointing, but I agree with them. I feel like we ended up in the best place where we were supposed to be all along, so that ended up being the most fun trip. So I'm glad we went on that route. So what was it like for you every time that I had to come back with a different view of your depression? How, how, how did that work with each progression, with each email or each Zoom meeting? What did that do to you? Um, it was disappointing, but I was hopeful that something would come about it. Um, I guess it was just a waiting game. We didn't, no one really knew what was going on, so there wasn't much we could do about it. So, um, I put it into my mind that it was going to happen. Uh, every time we had a Zoom meeting or every time it got pushed back, I was like, it's still going to happen. It's still going to happen. We're going to, we're going to go. We're going to have a good time. and um, Yeah, I mean, obviously I knew there was obviously a chance there was it wasn't going to happen, but I always tried staying positive and, like, it's going to happen. We're going to – this is going to go down. Kind of like Joe or Bob said, I kind of had Bob. that – Oh, sorry. Sorry, Bob. Jeez, kind of – I'm so sorry. Ridiculous. <laughs> kind of like Bob stated, um, I did have, like, the knowing of something's wrong whenever a Zoom meeting happened, especially when it was, like, a immediate, like, tomorrow night mm -hmm. at 6 p.m. I kind of knew, I was like, oh, no, like, what what's wrong this time? But I also had, like, kind of excited, because I was like, what is this going to come to? Like, yeah, something bad's happening, but something good is coming from it. So I kind of had that excitement of, like, well, what's going to be in its place? Like, I know I'm just not going to drop it completely. So I had that little bit of excitement knowing something's still going to happen, like, you know, God has a plan for everything, and he kind of had to keep us on our toes to figure <laughs> out what it was, but it ended up ended up being amazing. So what was your favorite moment? You can only pick one. On the trip? <gasps> Ooh. Oh, snap. Ooh. Oh, snap. I'll, I'll have the ladies take care of this one. <laughs> you can only pick one, because I have two. Okay. You okay. Can, well, one of them was when... Joji shimmied down the Me. stairs <laughs> yes, I did. Uh, dressed as a bear. <laughs> that was hilarious. It's a great moment. Um, it hurt really bad, but <laughs> it was still great. You made history. I did make history. <laughs> Another thing I enjoyed was like in the mornings, it was kind of chilly, so we would all come upstairs with our blankets wrapped around us and take power naps on the couch before breakfast. And I really liked that. It was fun. Honestly, I think my favorite was worships because I feel like at least for myself, I opened up and I talked a little more than I usually do. 
and I feel like that kind of helped me connect with some of the adult leaders as well as some of the students and it was just like it was different but it was different in a good way I like didn't regret saying anything and I feel like you know those conversations that I was having could like lead into after worship people could like come to me afterwards and we could continue talking and I feel like just like also my connection with God I feel like it helped too because things did get better after the trip which is just good which is like what I was hoping for so definitely worships um like Megan I I liked the personal like one-on-one worship type of things where we were like open and stuff uh but my favorite would have to be um one night it was um all of us boys in um mine Jack and Logan's room and then uh Scott came in and then we were just all talking and we're just having conversation, talking about nothing. It was it was a good time. What was something you learned about God from the trip? He listens. Like with everything with COVID, I was like, no, this is like, why is God doing this to us? But I mean, we have to go through bad times to get to good times. You can't have all like rainbow and sunshine you have to have storms every now and then (laughs) some just last a little bit longer but after like things started to get a little bit better (laughs) (laughs) after things started to get better for me after the worships i was like well he is listening and he is giving signs and things will get better it's not always going to be so dark um on mission trip, um, like Megan said, he was he was listening. Like he listened to me, and typically I just I don't. It doesn't seem like he listens to me most of the time. But when I was there, and um, doing my own personal reflections and stuff, uh, he was listening and gave me signs and stuff, which was pretty sweet. So I learned that God sort of does everything for a reason and there's a reason why we're all going through this and in a way it's brought us together in a way that we've never experienced before um and I feel like everything that he does he does with good intentions and he knows that something good is going to come from it like no matter how we experience it or what it is there's always going to be a better things coming so I feel like I could trust him more throughout this because I knew that something, there's light at the end of the tunnel. So So how has your uh, faith been strengthened these past few months? Seeing, like, the statistical numbers with the COVID cases, especially in, like, Wayne County, slowly decreasing, and then healthcare workers and, like, everyone that's, like, involved with finding a cure of vaccination seeing that they're figuring things out and things aren't all like we aren't completely in the dark anymore we know certain things about it has definitely helped because like god's helping although he caused it to happen he's still helping us get through it and so it's helping my faith to know that he's listening he's here and he's gonna help and it may take time not everything can happen overnight so i know that I know things will eventually get better. Um, for me, um, like I said, the last question, um, he was listening, giving me more signs. Before, I wasn't really having many successful interactions, but now I've been getting quite a few, so it helps build my faith personally and helps me uh, want to get more involved in church life. And has that continued after the trip? Yes, it has. I, like I said for the last question, I have learned to trust him more because I know there's absolutely nothing I can do to help the situation except trust him and trust that everything's going to turn out okay. So I've definitely grown a closer relationship with him by trusting him. And I've also been able to take the time to look around me and notice his creations um, in the little things. Like we went camping a couple months ago and I saw like a little chipmunk going by when I was heading to the shower or deer in the forest and it was just really beautiful and I got to take the moment to realize that that's he made that and that was beautiful. I'm gonna throw a little curveball your guys way. Uh Oh snap. Explain 
Since it wasn't like actually a mission trip with a set goal, we had individual projects. Like we had to make blankets. What are those tie blankets? And then plarn balls, which was plastic bags. I worked on the plastic bags. You had to work with a partner and cut them into strips, and then make little knots and like <laughs> loops. And then there was a specific way you had to actually get it done. And it was, it was a little difficult because I kept breaking them. Yeah, same. And they kept ripping because <laughs> it was plastic bags. And then they're going to be given to a few individual, individual ladies. ladies. Oh, ladies. oh, hey, a plum ball. <laughs> a few individual Here you go, ladies. Other ladies. Oh, thank you. And oh. these are going to be knitted into mats, mats. right? Wasn't yes. it like doormats? Into, into like, uh, like, like kind of like. Yeah, beds, like mats. Yeah, like little beds. So yeah. it, so we had to take the bags and cut them into eight, four strips. I think it was four, and it was like... And then we tied... It wasn't like the loops. Yeah. We like folded it. Had it had loops, like <laughs> and you had to tie the loops together to Ten. make a very long string. Right. How many were there? 50? 50 in each? It was, it was it was like 80. 80. It was 80. 80 in each rope, uh, and then you had yeah. to wind it together. Yep. And then it's like a ball of yarn to... Crochet yeah, I kept breaking mats. my plastic bags because of my big yeah. hands. For the homeless. For the homeless and or less fortunate. Yeah. I got it. Bob saved the day. Oh, hey, look at this, a blanket. These were, this was a, one of the blankets that we had, that we made. I personally was not on this uh, committee. I was with the plastic bags like these two uh, ladies <laughs> to my uh, right and my left. <laughs> But, yeah, the uh, people that did work on these did a really fantastic job, and it's very, very soft and cuddly, and I just... Is it nap time? It is nap time, it's actually. Nap time with uh, these it's amazing time for, blankets. It's time for Bob to take a nap. All right. I'll just be like this the rest of the time. <laughs> You're welcome, America. So what are your hopes for this upcoming school year, both um, just with school and also with church? I hope I can attend in-person events without fearing of catching the virus right. yeah i, ho I hope That's things get one. better in the future so that we have at least some chance to go back to a sense of normalcy right right i'm not even too worried about school i'm more worried about here than mm -hmm. than actual school i yeah. prefer i prefer this place it's a very comforting and it's welcoming. very comforting and obviously you know we're treated well because i just got a blanket so <laughs> We're also treated well when we show up late with coffee, and we're still welcomed in. See, I don't drink coffee, so Me that's either. not a problem for Bob. <laughs> it's no prob, Bob. No prob for Bob, but it's a prob for Kelly. <laughs> no prob for Bob. He doesn't drink coffee. <laughs> See, so. neither does Bob. We're all in this together. Yeah. So what are your hopes for next year's mission trip? Well, I'm looking forward to having my last mission trip with my brother's first mission trip. So I hope to form a closer relationship with him, maybe, before I go off to college. So. Go ahead, Bob. <laughs> oh, all right, it's Bob's turn. Okay. Um, I hope it's like, like I hope all this COVID stuff blows over by then and we can at least have, like what Brooke said, um, I'm sorry, Dr. Kate, my bad, <laughs> bad Bob. Anyways, Bob. <laughs> um, that we get like normalcy you know um but i also look forward to passing uh the torch down to Dan daniel and logan who are going to be juniors this year i i i, I would love to see what they're going to do with a uh, youth group i'm looking forward to it i think logie and daniel will make a great team logie and dan <laughs> i think logie and dan will logie baron dan the man <laughs> all right kelly oh kelly it's kelly's kelly. turn i I'm just hoping that there is some sort of trip. I know there will be, whether it's like local or we can find a way to go out of state. It doesn't really matter. Just one last time, one one last rodeo, because I couldn't make it to my freshman year, so I want to be able to make it to my senior year. And it's it, mission trips are something I look forward to, and I like I have I always have when I was in like middle school I was like oh that's so cool like I can't wait to like grow up and like go on these trips and like make these memories and do something good for other people beyond 
myself and beyond local like mission like events we do so it's just it's it's something that i am really looking forward to and hoping and praying that will happen in some way do you have anything you wish to say to the congregation this night thank you just thank no you better words to describe it but thank you yeah. like, thank you for supporting yeah. us thank you uh without you we wouldn't be here so, so. we would not have done yeah. what we have mm-hmm. so what those symbols are on the cross from the worship services that you could perhaps what these the band-aids yeah oh the um <laughs> i love I know these. something about um it was um so. we were i think that night during uh the personal one-on-one stuff um we were talking about stuff that um, well, I feel, we're, we're talking about I feel us or hurting us pain. Or yeah, we we're talking about pain yeah. and how like stuff that we've been through is hurting us, and these bandages represent the um, the healing of that of those um, of that pain that we've that we we've been through in our lives. And we gave yeah. them our bandaid, and then they would place the bandaid on the cross, right? So they could heal, heal our, our pains. Wounds. Our wounds have been healed by God. By yep, the Lord Himself. Um, that was these were our these were sins these sorry. were yeah. Yeah, our sins these were struggles. sins we've uh, struggles and sins yep that we've Joe was my partner for that yes and the double and triple knots were yeah. the ones that were really hard yeah the us. really big ones really really big ones and our partners had to untie them and release us of our sins I actually think this one was mine maybe it's I don't a know. big knot Joe I yeah mean, it's, it's really knot. it's really big it's a big one yeah <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> all right. Thank you to everybody that went. I mean, without everyone that went with us, there wouldn't be one at all. And I know it was very hard for the adult leaders to try and make it possible for us to go on this and had to follow a bunch of different guidelines. And there's there's a lot of struggles that they had to go through. But uh, I think what I'm saying, me, Bob, um, <laughs> is saying for all of the youth group is thank you to all of the adult leaders. Yeah, like... Like Mr. Bob had to say, Mr. thank Bob. you to the adult leaders in the congregation. And the kids. Yes. Don't forget and the, the kids. kids. Without the kids. All, everybody who helps support and make the trip happen. Like, we wouldn't have been able to do it without exactly. support. Agreed. I chose the theme, Back to Square One, because there's nowhere else to go. Because I felt like this sums up our whole experience this past spring and early summer as we tried to arrange a a mission trip in the midst of a global pandemic. It was an exhausting, frustrating, and at times heartbreaking process of having to rework plans, ideas, dates, and locations. For a period of time, I was requesting last minute Zoom meetings with our mission trip families about once a week for many weeks in a row, because that is how often the plans kept changing. And every time one possibility fell through, we had to go back to square one because there was nowhere else to go. I cannot properly explain the level of desperation I felt to get some sort of trip together for no other reason than for the sake of my students. By June, All of us, students and adults alike, were in great need of fellowship and interaction with other human beings. And each and every time we headed back to square one, Jesus met us there, always offering up his assurance and grace. I could feel his presence always with me at each new change of plans and was grateful to have him by my side. And as you heard from the students, they as well had a sense that God was completely in control of all that was going on with the trip. And they also had a sense of trust that all would be made well in the end. I am grateful for the level of trust the students and their families had with me and the other adult leaders. Yet it was clear that their level of trust towards us was funneled through their faith in God.
I believe one of the blessings that many people discovered during the COVID quarantine was that after so much of our lives had been stripped away from us, the biggest constant was Jesus Christ and his never and his never wavering presence, a presence that had always been there but was difficult to see and recognize in the fast pace of life. So in a tangible way, perhaps, many of us headed back to square one in our faith lives as well, returning to a reliance on God and his faithfulness because there was nowhere else to go. I am incredibly grateful. I was able to spend five amazing days with 16 other amazing people in an incredibly beautiful place in Northern Michigan. I am grateful for the worship the fellowship, service, and memory making we all got to experience. And I am grateful that the students loved the trip and that they encountered God along the way and that they recognized God's hand in the creation of the trip that we had. I am grateful to the community of faith called the Rosedale Gardens Presbyterian Church who supported and continues to support youth ministry and trips like this. I am grateful for the parents and their flexibility and their trust in a time of such great uncertainty. I am grateful for the adult leaders who always offer their wisdom when clarity is hard to come by and steadiness in the midst of chaos. I am grateful for the students who avail themselves to the adventure of the unknown. And most importantly, I am grateful for Jesus who always meets us back at square one and who is always the most perfect destination when there is nowhere else to go. Amen. My friend, scripture reminds us that we have been blessed to be a blessing and it is wonderful that God has called each and every one of us to take part in strengthening his kingdom. And one of the ways in which we do that is offering a portion of our lives and labors either by money or service to the church. So it is now that we invite you to give what you can, either to Rosedale or some other organization that strengthens community. So now we shall receive today's offering. strong the water's deep my heart is heavy and my mind won't sleep oh can you hear my fear it breathes I need to know if you're the shadow I can see I want to run to you when the waves break through. I want to run to you and not turn back. There's no turning back, nothing past.
was halfway in the grave and then I looked up and saw your face again You pulled me out of the water, water, water There's no turning back Let us pray. Ever-present, Lord, we thank you for your faithfulness. We are so grateful we can always count on you. Out of your abundance and great mercy, you have given us so much, and we respond with our offering today. With it, we worship you and give our whole selves to you. Take and use it for your kingdom and your glory. Extend and multiply its reach and influence, we pray, and may it be a great blessing to many. Listening God, may this prayer be an opportunity to hold each other in your loving embrace, as today we pray for those in need in our church family. Today we pray for Linda Blummel, Bill and Caroline Dunphy, Debbie Fox, Diane Frey, Linda Hively, Ron Hughes, Sherry Lessig, Paul Lumley, Donna McIntyre, Marie Plaster, Richard Zoll, Diane Truppiano, Joyce Jewell, and Carol Weigel. Today, Lord, we truly do put the whole world in your hands as we are remembering this past week, 9-11. And we remember all those who sacrificed for your love. We remember all those whose lives were taken. We remember all those who were injured. And we remember all those who served that day and the years that have continued to follow to this day. We give thanks for every life. We pray for brothers and sisters around the world, for we are all children of yours even though we may never meet or be able to travel to one another, you bring us all together. For Jesus, our friend and Savior, the love you give us is our foundation in uncertain times. It is our one solid certainty, our rock, our strength, as we follow you, Jesus, into this new day and new week and new school year. Be the rock and strength of all of our administrators, our teachers, our students, and our families. For Holy Spirit, our guide, lead us to follow in the footsteps of Jesus, keeping the commandments, abiding in his love, then opening our lives up to receive his promised joy. Creator God, our artist and potter, you bring us into being. You choose us and shape us like clay into something new. When we see only our imperfections, you see your good work. You give us a purpose and a call to love others as you do. And to our amazement, knowing everything you know about us, you choose us still 
to be the bearers of your transforming love to the world. For God of the loving heart, three and one and one and three, we know there are a thousand ways we could love others in your name. We also know that we will only be able to do so if we are willing to receive Jesus' love for us and allow it to transform us to bear fruit that will last. May now in this moment, your love take root in us this day. Amen. God of creation There at the start Before the beginning of time With no point of reference You spoke to the dark And fleshed out the wonder of life And as you speak, a hundred billion galaxies are born. In the vapor of your breath, the planets form. And if the stars amaze the worship so light, I can see your heart and name.
chase down my heart through all of my failure and pride. On a hill you created, light of the world, abandoned in darkness to die. And as you speak, a hundred billion failures disappear. We well, you lost your life so I could find it here. And if you left the grave behind you so alive, I can see. So for the past few weeks of worship, we have all been heading back to square one in a variety of ways. And I pray that after today's worship, you are reminded that every time you head back to square one, it is always Jesus who will continue to meet you there along this journey of life. So now, my friends, may the grace of Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit go with you now and always. And may the peace of Christ be with each and every one of you. Amen. <laughs>